to Trauma Talk. This program encourages you to do a mental assessment of any trauma you have experienced and help you become proactive in your own personal healing and thereby create a better world for you and your loved ones to live and thrive in. Now, here is the host of Trauma Talk, Ezrina Rose Scott. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Trauma Talk. In the first episode, I mentioned that what happens in childhood actually can show up in adulthood, and it indeed affects the way we function as adults. Anything left unresolved will show up somewhere, somehow. Here with me today is my special friend, Milan, who came to see me some time ago to address some issues. What she discovered is what she thought was the underlying issue was actually linked to traumatic incidents that were not fully processed. Boy, was she surprised. And when these surfaced in session, her body clearly remembered and her body started unlocking the traumatic incidents dynamically. This was a fascinating process. And thank you, Milan, for sharing your stories with us today. So let's begin with the first question is, what was going on in your world that you chose to come see me? Lots of changes. Um, With my business, I wanted to move forward and do some changes. Um, Fear, uh, just being around a group of people made me a little nervous. Uh, My language, the French English, changing, you know, sometimes people laughing at me because of it. I wanted to improve myself because I want more in life. Okay, so the presenting problem that you came to counseling for was your business and to become more successful in your business, right? Yes, that was one of them. Okay, so one of the things that I consistently see in counseling is what people bring to counseling, what we call the presenting problem, is never really the actual problem. But it somehow is is showing up in our world, and it's linked to the underlying issue. So interesting that you, you're talking about business. And uh, what else was going on for you? You mentioned uh, your accent. So you were nervous about speaking because you used to be made fun of uh, with your accent? Yes. Okay, yeah. so tell me more about all of that. With certain words, I can't say them. Right. So I started, I wanted to, you know, I want to make it fun, but... On the other end, when the person would listen to me, the the way she looked or the way they looked at me was like, oh, this girl like does not really know what she's doing. So that was one of the big things that made me very nervous. So on a bigger picture, when I do do groups of people, I freeze because I don't want to say it wrong. Okay, so... And with a freeze response, that all, uh, that usually indicates, it often indicates that there's uh, some trauma incident, you know, uh, that hasn't been processed. So when you would speak and people would give you those facial expressions and you went in that freeze response, did it actually trigger anything from your past? My dad comes oh. in the picture. Okay, tell me, tell me about that. And just the strict strictness and I would just start crying on my inside and as soon as I would leave the place where I was I do I did start crying in the car or wherever I was because I knew I was not like everyone else so are you saying when you would speak in front of people and they would give you facial facial expressions because you mispronounce something that you would kind of go into a state of fear because of how you felt with your dad as a child? Um, like are, you, are you saying there's a connection there? I was trying to connect it. That's what I thought the problem was. Okay. Because of the strictness and not really, uh, how can I say it, understanding. I was really messed up. Okay. All right. Because of it. And when you say you were messed up, what were the symptoms? Because uh, in the first episode, I went through some, you know, uh, symptoms of trauma, causes of trauma, the effects of, of trauma, how it plays out in our daily life. So what symptoms were you aware of that you thought, hey, maybe I should, you know, get some some help with this? Well, actually, you know, something just came up. 
um, with my parents, they would build this business and fail. Build this business and fail. Biz- build and fail. So we would move every five years because it was really, and I'm, I think that's what brought that up, is just seeing it from their point of view, not knowing anybody else's business or, or the way their lives was, and only seeing what my family's gone through. I'm wondering if that's what's stuck in my head, and that's the fear of success because I'm going to fall again. Okay, so you associated <coughs> business with failure because that's what you observed with your parents. So then when you started to build your business, you had a fear of failure. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. and I probably used the making fun of as one of them. Uh, tell me more. Like failure, like uh, like instead of just uh, using it as a business, I use myself. By making people making fun of me, that's where I would stop. Oh, so when people made fun of you, you would stop. And you're, you couldn't grow your business because yeah. you were stuck in that fear. Okay. So I just want to mention here that one of the workshops that I put on, if you remember correctly, it was a money workshop. Yeah. And oh, do you boy. remember how I asked each participant, you know, what are your, what are your points of view about money? And uh, when I had asked you, what, what is your, your fear of success, you actually dissociated in oh, my workshop. Totally did. The topic was money, you know. And and yet you had a fear response and, and you went out of your body. Can, can you share a little bit more about well, what that experience was like? Different. And I didn't understand it. And I don't I, I didn't remember a lot of it unless until you you guys told me what really happened. But all I remember is shaking in the chair. Like totally yeah. vibrating in that chair. Yeah. And you were talking to me, but I was not really there listening or couldn't respond to you right until finally you all came around to help me to get out of that yeah so when someone has been traumatized it's so overwhelming for them that they dissociate and for you the fear of failure or in this case somehow linked to, to fear of success as well in business and money all of that pulled together you it was so overwhelming it triggered that that traumatic response and you dissociated so yeah your body was quivering uh your eyes checked out you weren't present so dissociating is you're not present in your body you're not present here in the room you kind of check out uh from from the distress so you remember that yeah yeah so interesting did you ever think that business and and success and money would have uh, created so much um angst for you no, no, I didn't. No. no. And I didn't associate them all together either. Right. So then uh, then you came to me and I ran your bars. And once again, for the audience, the bars is an electromagnetic uh, process from Access Consciousness. I do have a description of it on my website and a, a YouTube, a brief YouTube demonstration on my website as well, ezrina.ca. So you can check that out. Uh, I use this process a lot. It's fabulous it uh, discharges point of view that are keeping people stuck so I did begin uh, helping Milan by running her bars do you remember that I remember that okay yeah wasn't unsure like I was totally not expecting what I did get okay so before we get into how that unfolded uh, what do you remember the symptoms that you talked about in the first while I was running your bars what was the first thing that we talked about uh, tease. Teasing, yeah. So how old were you when you were being teased about your French accent? Uh, I was in my 20s or 30s, 20s. Okay. 20s. And I remember while I was running your bars, you also had, uh, you talked about your dad. And we unlayered uh, some points of view around dad, which was also linked to your accent. Um but that was one of the things that I first came for. It was about my dad. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. So you, you came to counseling thinking you would address some issues you had with your dad. Yeah. And then what did you Because I didn't understand why my dad was treating us the way he was or why things were happening the way they were. And 
my dad passed and we never oh you never got to resolve never anything. got to resolve anything no. okay so what happens when you don't resolve things um, you try to say you forget and forgive but on the back of your head and every day when you see someone else's dad it's still there okay and what what showed up for you yeah what showed up for you when you would think of that sadness yeah there's still some emotion there there's still some there yeah okay yeah I thought it didn't have any but look yeah sadness okay so tell us what's going on for you right now with this I wish I could have we could have talked more I wish he could have even said just I love you yeah yeah and maybe because there was none of that oh okay and understood more from where he was coming from yeah yeah. Rather than being left with the question and unprocessed, unresolved issues. Yes. Okay. I wish we would have met sooner so we could have. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm here now, honey. <laughs> okay. Okay. So even though trauma is a very, you know, heavy and dark subject, we can still laugh about it. Thank goodness. Okay. So we did we did unlayer dad and then we went to talk about your accent and how you were being teased. And then do you remember, because I remember, but I want to see if you remember, what came next? Drowning. Breeding. Right. So you had mentioned that you had this body sensation, and it was playing out in your life. Talk about that first. Uh, say that again. Like which? You When I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I had something heavy on my chest. But when you didn't first, know what it was from. But I didn't know. No. Not nothing was there, like I didn't. Yeah, the heavy breathing. I could never breathe heavy. It was always coming from my chest. I didn't realize that I wasn't breathing through my stomach either. You know when they say you can breathe fully, use your stomach and your chest, everything to explode. Yeah, there was never any of that. So as an adult, you couldn't deep breathe. No, you couldn't get past shallow breathing, and you wondered why that was, which mm-hmm. probably played out in speaking. Um, I didn't even know that that was going to be something that we were going to release through yeah, the bars. Exactly. So what happens is it, it triggers one piece and then it triggers another piece. So we started talking about dad. Then it went to being teased by your accent. And then it ended up um, the traumatic incident of when you were drowning. As How old were you? Um, I think I was about eight or nine. Okay. I was younger. We were... Do you, need, do you want me to tell you what this yeah, story is about? Yeah, tell me a little, a little bit, and then just before break, share a little bit about what that drowning experience was, what we, happened. Yeah, there was, uh, we had friends over and their kids. We were all in the pool and with playing, tag and whatever, and I can swim. I love swimming. I, you know, I'd stayed long underwater. But this young boy, when uh, we were playing, and next thing I know, he's putting me under the water. And he wouldn't let me come back to the surface. So I was going, I was now starting to panic because I couldn't breathe. And I just was fighting as much as I could. But um, he wouldn't let go. He wouldn't let go. And something happened. I don't know what happened. Next thing, I think I I fought him. I I either punched him or, or pinched him or something so I could get out of that because I was in the water a long time. A long time. And what were you thinking? Do you remember? I think I was dying. So you thought you were going to die? Yeah, I was done. Okay. Did you you check out of your body? I didn't know that because we've been discussing this. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I guess I did. Okay. I think I did really. How do you know that? Um, Just from the talks we've been having and... Just, yeah, not not being there because I went totally blank. Right. Okay, so you remember going blank. And then what was your next memory? I was on the surface. On the surface. Just, just oh, okay. grasping for hair. Hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there was a piece of the memory that's missing. Missing. Okay, the part yeah. where you thought you were going to die. Yeah. Okay. So interesting how that traumatic incident came forward, but you had no idea 
that that was a link to your shallow breathing in adulthood. But you know what? It's just like playing with kids. Like things happen all the time. Yeah. We we play sometimes. You know, we get teased in school. I mean, you get bullied, you whatever, but you just, you learn to let it go. It's another day. Get out there and play again, right? And, and do we actually let it go or does it leave an imprint on us? Well, nice that you say that because <laughs> I didn't know it did. Yeah. To that aspect of breathing yeah so when I was running your bars do you remember how you were gasping for air I couldn't breathe I yeah. think I told you yeah as uh, I can't breathe yeah, I just and you were couldn't panicking breathe yeah. and uh, it was clearing you were you were trying to breathe through that but interesting how that drowning experience would you consider traumatic totally absolutely and now was, I do yes yeah and it was locked in your body yes and you had no idea can I ask you how old you are uh eight or nine no, how old you how old you oh, are? Oh no, now, now fifty two. Yeah. Sorry, okay, so <laughs> so fifty two, and all these years you weren't sure no. how this impacted and how it got stuck in your body. No, because I totally forgot all about it. Okay, so we're gonna go for uh, our short break, and when we come back, we're gonna hear more about Milan's story. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Visit ezrina.ca for information about counseling and body healing services. Ezrina is a master's therapeutic counselor registered with the Association of Cooperative Counseling Therapists of Canada. She has 10 years of counseling experience. She will work both in her office as well as via Skype or will travel to your area through her workshops. You can even schedule a session online. These sessions are one hour or 90 minutes long. Visit Azrena.ca. Again, that's Azrena.ca. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Ezrina Rose Scott conducts several workshops every year, and she can bring them to you wherever you are. Visit Ezrina.ca or call 250-212-5596 for more information. Ezrina is an Access Consciousness Practitioner. Her popular workshops include Access Consciousness, The Bars, as well as workshops on money, body, and relationships. Ezrina's workshops can help you get unstuck and move forward in your life. Find out more or bring a friend along. Visit Ezrina.ca for more information or call 250-212-5596. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Trauma Talk with Ezrina Rose Scott. To reach our program today, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, you can send it to Ezrina at Ezrina.ca. Now, let's return to Trauma Talk. Okay, welcome back to Trauma Talk, and I have with me my guest speaker, Milen, and we were uh, talking about her drowning experience when she was eight or nine years old, and she's 52 now, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about um, how she now sees that that unprocessed or unresolved traumatic incident has played out for her. Yes, a big difference when we were doing it and right after um, breathing, just my breathing got so much more deep. I couldn't believe it that just this little incident could make it like, you know, destroyed my breathing. Really, it did because the short breath that I would take even going up the stairs and it was totally out of breath. Now I can't breathe fully. And I can do the little stairs without going totally like, okay, I have to run a marathon, right? So interesting that you refer to a drowning incident as a little incident. Was it little to the eight-year-old? 
Good question. I'm not sure because I don't remember that eight-year-old. Right, right. So what happens is when we use an adult brain to go back and think about something that happened in childhood, we often have this point of view, oh, it wasn't a big deal, I survived, get over it, get through it, move on. Yet we don't fully understand how much it has imprinted or impacted us. So as an eight-year-old drowning, uh, do you think that that was you know, possibly bigger than what you had thought. Oh, I'm sure I freaked. Yeah, because I, I remember when I was a kid, I was drowning as well in a pool, and it was in the deep end, and I was terrified, and then my brother reached out his hand and lifted up with a scruff on my neck and pulled me out of the pool. <laughs> so that was great. I got saved. Um, but it's interesting how you say little incident, and yet it affected your breathing. So... Once, once we got through that incident during your session, you started to cal- your body started to calm down. Uh, you started to have slower, deeper breathing, and you felt better about the incident. It was less charged. It was, yeah, yeah. It was, okay. and I, I became more calmer. And also, I have to say, I had you in the room, which, for me. Trusting the person you're with. Yeah, you have is, to trust your therapist. Yeah, you have to trust her. <laughs> and because we were friends, even though we've never done this, and we've been friends for 10 years, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. All of a sudden, I knew I was in a safe place. Yeah, that's huge, isn't it? It is huge. Yeah. So I trusted whatever you did, that whatever happened, I would be okay. Yeah. And Does you that make okay. sense? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you have to trust your therapist and you have to be safe. And I'm honored, actually, that I'm the one that you feel so safe with. So after that incident cleared, okay, so that's incident basically number two or three if we... And I think that. I still asked you, how come my dad's not coming up in the picture? So obviously I have to come back and see you. Well, it, it may... Well, a couple of things happen. That's a good point. So it may not have had as much charge as you thought it did. It was disguised with the underlying, other underlying issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it cleared while the other incidents cleared because they're all attached. So in the sequence of incidents, it can clear different stuff throughout okay. the whole sequence so you may or may not have anything to clear around dad um, and you'll know right it doesn't necessarily mean that there is an issue there that is just the the topic that was on the surface that when we unlayered it it exposed the issue beneath that and then when we processed that one it exposed the incident beneath that uh, the drowning incident. So that now when we processed the drowning incident and your body released the effects of the drowning incident, do you remember what come next? Because it's even bigger. Yeah, the next one was really big. Yeah. And it's still, you know, it's still in my mind because it was uh, giving birth all over again. To Yeah. And, and as difficult as this was, it was absolutely fascinating to me, Milan. So I'm so grateful for you to share this story with us. Um, so, okay. It's still going to make me sad, just so you know. Yeah, of course, because you, you, you lost your baby. So yeah. do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Okay. So uh, we started releasing, and um, I don't know what was happening. All I remember is when we were doing it and we were releasing, that I had to push. Yeah. I had a constant pushing. I go, Zarina, I need to push. I need to release something. I need to push. I need to push. And next thing I know, my whole body is cringing and almost lifting off the, the bed. Well, actually, your body well, folding up in a V. Okay, well, I didn't. Yeah. And, then, and, then, and then your body would flatten back down on the massage bed and then fold up in a V. And then flatten down on the massage bed and then fold up in a V while you were pushing. So your body was dramatically, interestingly, releasing the trauma impact. So keep going. Which was the rebirth of our daughter that is buried in Ontario. Um, and I had to have natural birth even though she was she died in my stomach we still had to go through it 
for me naturally. And this is exactly what I was doing here. Yeah. So, so. you gave birth to a stillborn baby yes. many years ago. Yes. And you had to have natural childbirth. Yes. And when the baby, I mean, that is traumatic, right? And your body tells the signs of that. Because what the, what you're describing is what we call a reenactment of an unprocessed trauma. Uh, in order for the body to clear the trauma. So what else do you remember about this? Um, I, I was uh, I was freaked out. I'm trying to find a good word for freaked out but I God. was freaked out and I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know that's exactly what I was doing. All I remember is just pushing and like going full force. Uh, and uh, I think I don't remember a lot of it. Just just pushing. That's what I remember. Yeah, you dissociated I, then. I, I think I yeah again yeah, and I had to uh, consistently bring you back to the here and now uh, to make sure that you were present with me um, because you kept checking out. Because uh, it was so overwhelming. And that's what happens when we experience trauma. We check out because we can't cope with it. And I think the reason I checked out, no, I don't think. I know the reason I checked out is because when in real life, when it was happening, I wanted to die. Yeah. Okay. I've asked. You've asked? Yeah. And I remember that. That's one thing I remember. I don't want to be here if she can't be Okay. And then she wasn't here. And she wasn't. But I do have to say I have a great husband. Yeah. He's my rock. He still is my rock. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Butch is awesome. Your whole family is awesome. So you had no idea all these years later that your body was still storing that incident, eh? None. I know it made me depressed around the date. Yeah. Every February is, it was, it's never been the same. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want it to let it control me because I have two beautiful kids. Yeah, you do. And I didn't want it to, you know, take away from what I have with the two that were here. Right. But it still hurt. It still. Every February still does. And I mean, it's something that I'll never forget. That's one thing I have to say. I've lost a lot of memories. But that is one thing I've never forgotten. And I don't think I'll ever forget. No, no. Those are, those are memories that seem to stay with us. Now, the difference between having a memory that's still very, very painful and a memory that we can talk about without getting overwhelmed. There, there's a difference, right? Are you, do you find that you can talk about this incident more, with more ease now that you went through that process? I can, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still get tear for Yeah, for, for sure. Because, you know, it's kids. Anything to do with kids, I think we all do. <laughs> well, and it's a beautiful creation of you and your husband, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I also, with my clients, sometimes they have issues too. And I do express some, some of my issues so that they know that they're not alone. So you can relate to them. So we can relate to yeah. each other. Okay. Yeah. And, and it probably comforts them knowing that you understand what yeah, because a lot of time people don't think that people understand. Yeah, and that's... Or they're, they're on their own. Yeah. Right? And that's one of the reasons why trauma doesn't get talked about is because, well, people don't know how to respond, they don't know how to support, or they actually think it's not a big deal, or they say things like, get over it. Could you imagine if somebody had said to you, well, get over it, Milan, get the baby died, get over it? Uh, <clears throat> it has happened. Okay, tell, tell us about that. The in-laws. Okay. So, yeah. And and do you think that compounds the the effect of the experience? Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it then more it painful. Made, yeah. Oh, it did, because then you really, we were young, and we were alone, and, you know, we, we called, and it's pretty well, well, it's your family, you know, you deal with it. Wow. Okay. So, yes, it did make an impact. So that's when you realize, okay, okay, we are alone, but we're together. And, and 
Well, that's how I raised my kids. Our kids is that they'll never have to ever ever see or deal with their parents that way. Okay. So now, after going through that um, reenactment of childbirth during the the therapy process, and uh, your body unlocking those series of traumas, uh, how how would you say you're different? I feel a lot lighter. Cool. And I, I can, uh, how can I say, more things are sticking to me. Like my memories, my, my breathing, my understanding is more focused. Okay, so you're saying you have a better memory. Better memory. Okay, so would you say that some of your attention was being used... Uh, Too much was getting used somewhere else. Yeah, somewhere else. Is that somewhere else uh, holding the trauma or traumatic incidents at bay? Yes, I think so. Okay, yeah. And now you have better memory, you're lighter. A lot lighter. And I know I I still need to come and see you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you know. Because I'm very curious. Actually, you get to a point where, oh my goodness. This is only a couple things, and I know I've gone through a lot more than just two things and in life. Wow, did we get through a lot in a <laughs> couple know. of sessions. I right? know. So I'm sure, just because of the, the, the drowning, that there's more that can be released if it's, but even though I do feel lighter, I'm still going, hmm, what else is possible? What else is, like, you know? Yeah, what else is there that you could clear that you might feel even more lighter, um, reach your your higher potential? Or what, like I said in the first episode, Harvey Jackins' uh, theory of flexible intelligence. So when we clear trauma and discharge traumatic incidents, we actually have this flexible intelligence where we can respond uh, with more ease to each situation that comes up, not based upon being triggering other stuff that isn't processed because look how um, that played out for you how these incidents were stored and then how they were getting played out in your adult life so I'm going to we're going to talk about that a little bit more in uh, just after the break okay so uh, yeah so stay tuned to uh, Trauma Talk Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. As Rena Rose Scott conducts several workshops every year, and she can bring them to you wherever you are. Visit Ezrena.ca or call 250-212-5596 for more information. Ezrena is an access consciousness practitioner. Her popular workshops include Access Consciousness, The Bars, as well as workshops on money, body, and relationships. Ezrena's workshops can help you get unstuck and move forward in your life. Find out more or bring a friend along. Visit Ezrena.ca for more information or call 250-212-5596. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Visit Ezrena.ca for information about counseling and body healing services. Ezrena is a master's therapeutic counselor registered with the Association of Cooperative Counseling Therapists of Canada. She has 10 years of counseling experience. She will work both in her office as well as via Skype or will travel to your area through her workshops. You can even schedule a session online. These sessions are one hour or 90 minutes long. Visit Ezrena.ca. Again, that's Ezrena.ca. You are listening to Trauma Talk with Ezrena Rose Scott. To reach our program today, you may call in to one 888 346-9141 That's 1-888-346-9141 If you'd rather send an email you can send it to Ezrina at Ezrina.ca 
Now, let's return to Trauma Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Trauma Talk. So, just talking with Milan here about how childhood experiences can affect us in adulthood. I didn't realize how much childhood or the things that you've gone through as a child could affect you as you get older or even stop you from doing things as you get older. And that's exactly the reason why some people don't become successful or become things is because we're blocking, we're stopping ourselves because of the things that happened when we were younger. And for me, I am so, so, so thankful that I had you or someone like you for, you know, if some, as someone else is to, to open up the doors to realizing that there is more out there that we need to learn, like that we need to learn to, that what the cause of why we're doing what we're doing as we're 30, 40, 50 years old is because of something that happens when we were younger. And not always, but a lot, but, a lot of the time, okay. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me more. Um, for me, I wish I would have done it sooner. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, what would you say to our audience? Oh, I wish I would have done it sooner. I, you know, um, just to go back to my dad. I mean, it's been an issue for fifty. You know, okay, I'm fifty-two, so maybe when I was, I don't know, maybe eight, ten nine, ten years old, I wish I would have known that, you know, if I could fix this problem with him, how to deal with it, how to approach it. Now that I've learned so much that if I have an issue with a person, I can deal with it or I can understand it better because maybe something happened to them when they were younger. I don't know. I'm just you know, maybe blowing steam out of somewhere, but I'm just, you know, I just, I am so happy, so much happier because I know that I can do better um, and I'm so much stronger as a person. I can breathe way better. Um, and if something is blocking me, go talk to somebody. So what stopped you from talking to someone sooner? Trust. Oh, okay. Really, when you don't have people that you can trust, that you can say things to, I mean, this is really deep, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. You can't just go, hey, honey, uh, let's talk about this. And they'll go, yeah, whatever, really, like most people do. Yeah, they don't know oh, how to address no, it. No, they don't know how to address yeah. it. And uh, back to trust again, having someone in your life that you can trust to say it and you know it's not going to go any further even though I'm doing this right now <laughs> I'm like okay I can't broadcast it through 140 countries yeah <laughs> but for me now because it's helped me so much I'm hoping that even if it helps one person to reach out wow yeah you know um one of my sisters actually had the same experience she actually gave birth to a stillborn and it is traumatic and it the memory of it doesn't go away no and why not why not you know find somebody to talk about and help clear the effects and how it's been stored in the body and not only the body but mentally and emotionally and and all of that together to feel better and function better Mm-hmm, totally. Function better is huge. And, you know, I have to say, too, is we didn't tell our children until they were a certain age that they had a sister. Oh, okay. So they when were, you unlocked it, you were then able to talk about I, it with your I, Yeah, that's one part that I, that, yeah, we kept very secret uh, with our kids that? to protect them. We thought we were protecting them. But then on the other end, we were lying to them. What were you protecting them from? Or what did you think you were protecting them from? See, I don't know. Yeah, it's all I think it's because people tell you, don't, don't talk about things that happened to you. Or don't, you know, don't uh, d- dwell over the past. That is the word. Yes, that is commonly said. Don't dwell over the past. You made your bed, you lie in it. You leave it be. Would you recommend that? No. Sorry, no. (laughs) 
I wouldn't. No, because I think from that part brings out more and then you hold on to so much. And you weren't even aware how much you were holding on to, were no. you? No, I wasn't. Until it surfaced. Yeah. Okay, no, and I then wasn't. cleared. And then after these incidents, would you say the incidents cleared? It totally did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And how how are you functioning differently? I'm, like I said, I'm a lot lighter. And what about I, your business? My business is really good, by the way. Your Mary Kay business. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And awesome. I'm talking to people different. I'm more, um, I stand tall. I know I stand taller. And I'm reading to learn more. Like I'm I'm finally happy to read more. I want more. Before I was on standstill, like, okay, you know, if I do this, I'll be happy. If I do that, no, I'm not. I want, I want bigger. bigger. I want to be able to help more people. Mm-hmm. And through my business, I know I can help a lot of people. And yeah, just going forward. Like there's nothing stopping me now. Cool. Even my kids sees a difference. I was just going to ask you, what have your kids said? They see a difference. What they see me happier. Yeah, which is good. We t- we've always talked. Uh, maybe not about certain things, but yeah, we're really open. Actually, my daughter and I are super open. We, t- we tell a lot. We talk about everything. Now, do you think your daughter would mind us sharing her experience? Good question. I don't know. Okay. That would have something to, like, she would have to make the decision. Okay, I was wondering yeah. if I could mention it here, what the issue was and how it cleared. Oh, you could. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, Milan's daughter came to me because she had uh, emetophobia, which is uh, fear of vomiting, and she was going to go on a trip, but she did not want to take an airplane ride. Uh, because she did not want to be surrounded by possibly people puking on the airplane because of her fear of uh, puking. So uh, in a session, I helped her process what that is. And what we discovered were some incidents in her earlier childhood whereby she witnessed other people vomiting. And it left such an impact on her that she developed a fear of vomiting, uh, which uh, debilitated her in traveling, really. So when she came to me, we processed those incidents, the fear of vomiting, and it cleared. So on New Year's Eve, was it? She flew to New York. Yeah, a couple days before. Oh, a couple days before, yeah, yeah, New York. New York. And she went there to celebrate uh, the new year coming in. And what better way to, to, to celebrate um, leaving the effects of a traumatic incident behind and a phobia. So how cool is that and how how, how amazing is that? It was amazing. What did you notice? Uh, well, she actually she didn't talk about it. And then it was a day to go flying. And uh, she went on the flight, didn't think about anything, went to do her trip. Things went well. She would text us every day. She comes home, no problem. And I said, so, how did it go? And she goes, what do you mean, how did it go? It's like it's never passed, like entered her mind. And it was like, well, what about, oh, good question. I didn't even think of it. Wow, Rita, you did such a great job. That's what she said. <laughs> and then we were laughing because it was funny. You just, She didn't. Usually she would think of it and like she would panic, like she'd have little panic attacks because of it. But there was none of it. None. And this is what amazes me still, is when we actually process and clear and resolve a traumatic incident, this the shift can be so subtle that we don't even realize that it's missing. We don't even realize that we stopped thinking about it. We just naturally start feeling lighter or more joy or functioning better. And I hear this frequently when I work with clients. I remember what they went through. They don't, <laughs> right? So yeah. it doesn't surprise me that you asked her and she's like, what? Like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like, that's amazing. 
like why aren't people more people choosing to work through their stuff to clear it so that they can feel better and function better okay well i from my point of view i think that it's because we don't realize we can like for instance for Catherine with her puking nobody like we never thought it was because she's seen it before or it happened so many times and, and that's what scarred her like you we don't we don't think that way I wonder if there's I don't, yeah and that's part of the reason for trauma talk is to talk about trauma talk about how it affects people or affects people talk about ways to get through it talk about what's on the other side like when we get through this stuff like who doesn't want to feel better and function better and yeah I think you're right most people think well this is life this is the way it is suck it up buttercup that's it because they always tell you well you know whatever go on keep going keep going but now that we talk about it and now that I've seen it or even Catherine has seen it, she's been telling her friends, right? Uh, and yeah. I, and that's another thing is from experiences also uh, opens up the doors to talk about it to other people because when she hears that someone else has a phobia or something, oh, I have a great person. Go talk to her because look at what it did to me. So if more and more people would do this, like, look how better our lives would be. So from a little, yeah. sorry, from a little experience, not realizing that, hey, by the way, that was from when she was younger and she's 25 now. I mean, how many years did she suffer? Yeah. Which if we knew, if I knew that was the cause, when she was younger, I would have brought her to you. Or I would have brought her to, if I didn't know you, I would have brought her to someone. But even children often, uh, they still have coping capacity. Yes. So they don't even fully realize how things impact them to, enough to say, hey, mom, this is disturbing to me. I need to go talk to a therapist. I mean, that 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 isn't something that um, that people often know to do they don't know that it's possible so what you're saying is to share the word like this is possible even as a teenager even if you don't talk about when they were young but then all of a sudden as a teenager you have a phobia of something why not what if that's exactly what you need is to talk about it to release when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yes, like you said, because they're young, we still have to, you know, we work through things. I mean, until high school, you work through a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? But if you, after high school and you start entering the workforce or anything else, and then something is stopping you from going forward, well, I'm telling everybody, if something's stopping you, you got to do something. you got to work with it. you got to figure out who you need to talk to, what you need to do. Because what if? What if it opens the door? Or what if it's something you did when you were a child? Or mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, yeah I, we're curious. Like, life is very interesting. Interesting. And it's not that we're using these uh, experiences as an excuse. No. Well, some people may, but really it's about just unlocking them or processing them and letting them go because we don't realize how they're impacting us. And the reason uh, children can get through so many incidents is because they have a greater coping capacity and less experiences. Mm-hmm. Whereas adults, we have more experiences and our coping capacity lessens, right? So often things don't actually show up until adulthood. Now, I do want to clarify that I do work with young children and youth. And I am so happy when young people come in to ask for help because I know, I absolutely know with certainty that they will live their lives differently by changing the way things are stored mentally, emotionally, physically, even physiologically, um, you know, what's stored in the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't know that there is help for these things, like how to retrain the nervous system, how to retrain the thinking patterns, how to clear the emotions. Uh, what do you want to say to say to that, Milan? What do I want to say? Oh, my goodness. I, I, 
Yeah, if you can, if you do have any uh, issues or anything you want answers for, do it. I mean, we have a great lifestyle. We're, especially in Canada, we're like spoiled, rotten here. Just keep going forward and just, yeah, if there, if you need help or if you're looking for something different, just, yeah, go reach for it and ask for help. Even though sometimes you think you don't, like I didn't think I needed all this. I didn't think none of this would come up. Yeah, and that's often what people are thinking. Yeah, or even if you're you're changing, I don't know, changing career or, or going through different changes in your life, just having a talk with someone might open something that goes, wow, I'm doing this and it's great because it's releasing something. It's, you know, making me feel better. I know I feel much better since I've done this. Awesome. And I love to talk about it now. Oh, before you didn't? No, because, you know. You know, it's interesting. When I started counseling years ago, my first business card, on the back of it in a italic writing, I was feeling pretty sassy. And I wrote, <laughs> want to talk about it? <laughs> because people just don't talk about it. So yeah. I I was teasing, well, my dad at the time. I said, I'm going to put that on my business card. And I did. Want to talk about it? So... Uh, thank you, Milan. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for sharing your stories. I know that they they were, you know, heartfelt, and um, I hope that they helped some people in the audience. And and uh, just remember, there there is help, and there is hope, and there is healing. And I hope that you can find the courage to to seek out someone that uh, you trust. And that can then help you heal. Even if you go once to see what happens. Just once? Because for you, it was a short period of time, right? That's what you're referring to? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, even if you're unsure and you want to go and see someone because you don't trust her or you don't know that you can trust, just going once to see how it feels. Yeah, because it has to be a good fit, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, and for you and I, it was a good fit. Really good fit, Because so much had unlocked so quickly and dynamically, and how amazing. It was just absolutely fascinating to me. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. So thank you again for for sharing. You're welcome. So thank you everyone for tuning in to Trauma Talk and uh, hearing Milan's story. And uh, I look forward to having you tune in on the next episode every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you for listening to Trauma Talk with Ezrina Rose Scott. Be sure to tune in to the program again next Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we speak again, make this week your best. We'll be right back.